Amen. Well, it is a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord. It is a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord and to sing praises unto your name. Oh, most high. Me and Don are the only ones know that one, I guess. <laughs> I don't know what that means, Don. <laughs> we must be getting long in the tooth, brother. <laughs> Praise God. Well, it's been a good week. I don't know about y'all, but man, what a blessed, what a blessed week we have had. And, and uh, the Lord is uh, continuing to move. We were able to go to the uh, uh, Southwestern Christian University on um, Tuesday of this week. And myself, Cherie, um, and uh, Gabe, and Carolyn, uh, we all ended up going. And um, uh, although I didn't feel like I did it... Uh, my best, uh, I did all that I could. And, uh, you know, sometimes you get up and, you know, sometimes we're more, no, I don't know if you guys realize this, but there are times that we are more uh, under the influence and um, the, the anointing is in greater manifestation some days than other days. And I'm not sure what determines that, but here's the thing. I'm just, I'm just thankful to God that he uses us no matter what. Amen. Oh, yeah. And uh, so we did have a great time, and the students were very receptive and uh, uh, seemed like they were really attentive, which was awesome. And uh, so I was just grateful for the opportunity, and I do believe we'll probably end up going back and spending some time with those folks there. Um, you know, uh, I, I was telling Josh, uh, Josh Young is, uh, I guess he's chaplain there or something. I, I, don't, I don't remember his title exactly, but um, he, uh, he was a professional uh, he was a professional basketball player. He uh, had a contract with a team in uh, Germany, and he played for, what did he play for, four or five years, maybe six years he played uh, professional basketball in Germany. He was very, very good, very uh, popular uh, player there in Germany. And um, and then uh, I, I don't guess he renewed his contract and, and came back to the States, and that's where the Lord has planted him there at this university, but I was telling him, you know, the prerequisite for revival, there's only one prerequisite for revival, really, and that's death. <laughs> I say, you know, some people say, you know, repentance, if you want revival, you got to repent. I'm going to tell you right now, you don't really repent real good until you're revived, and when you revive repentance, uh, listen, you'll start to repent. Amen. They say, well, prayer, it's prayer that causes revival. Well, you know, you don't really pray good either until you're revived. You know, the Bible says it's the effectual, fervent prayer of the righteous man that availeth much. It's not just the prayer of a righteous man, but the effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man. Well, you don't pray effectually and fervently uh, unless you're really a set ablaze by the Spirit. And so, um, you know, all those concepts and ideas that we have about the move of the Spirit, sometimes that we get, uh, you know, we get... Uh, um, uh, we get turned around and it's religion, you know, in the flesh, but I'm grateful to God for his word and for the spirit. And I am grateful to God for y'all, man. I'm telling you, uh, thank God for y'all every day. Uh, so anyway, uh, thank you for praying for me, um, there and, and praying for those students, uh, this week. It was, uh, it was a great time. Uh, my prayer is, is that it's been good for you this week. <coughs> Excuse me. So it's been a minute since uh, uh, I have gotten up here and and uh, and talked to y'all. So let's uh, let's be about the business of. And I thought I would minister along the lines of discernment 
and discerning the spirit and learning uh, how to follow uh, the voice of God, you know, determining what the voice of God sounds like and whatnot. But I think I'm going to continue that on Sunday because I know that there, there are people that they either can't be here or for whatever reason they will not be here on Wednesdays. It, it doesn't matter how much notice you give them. Uh, some of them, they're not coming. And, uh, and you know, I, I know, uh, and, and I know I'll get, as soon as somebody hears the, the recording, I, I'll get a text that says, Pastor, I really wanted to be there and all that. And uh, <laughs> I am not, listen, don't, I'm not, I'm not picking on y'all. <laughs> but you know, if the shoe fits, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just laying, I'm just laying. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> no, man, but anyway, um, so on Sunday, we will continue with that. I really, I know that the Lord, he's got something to say to us about those things. But, you know, taking, taking everything into consideration that I feel like the Spirit has been saying to us regarding um, fables and, and uh, things of that nature, uh, Gabe, Gabe and I have been watching a guy, maybe some of you all might follow this guy or at least see some of his tweets or his uh, TikToks or Instagram posts. Uh, his, I guess, I guess, uh, I don't know what, I don't know what his name is, but um, his, uh, I think his page or his, what he, what he, what people know him by is the holy nope. <laughs> the holy nope. <laughs> he saw this guy, his videos will start out. I've got my Bible ready to go hear the word. And he shows himself going out the door to go to church. And then he shows someone say something just totally ridiculous uh, from the pulpit. And, uh, you know, after, after this person says something totally ridiculous, the next thing he hears him saying, nope, and he shuts the door and goes back in his house. So, uh, anyway, I was watching the Holy Nope guy, which I, th I think a lot of the stuff that he posts is really funny and really uh, I, uh, totally for entertainment purposes is why I watch him, not because of it. I figured out just I watched him a little, I dug a little deeper, and he's definitely a cessationist. He doesn't believe in the gifts of the Spirit, doesn't believe in the continuation of a certain ministry. <laughs> it's it's funny that uh, that the holy nope guy that uh, if we had an opportunity we'd be holy noping him uh, pretty pretty much too so. <clears throat> But it just goes to show that there are different people that see things from different perspectives. And, and, and really, I am of the, I'm of the mind, and, and man, I, I, I hope that this is right. And, you know, I guess the, uh, maybe as we press into the Lord and we begin to experience and encounter the presence of God in a greater measure, we'll, we'll know more by how the Lord directs us. But my prayer is, is that we are, that, that, um, that, uh, that, uh, um, that the Lord loves us as much as I think he does, and that he's as gracious as I think he is, and that he's as kind and as loving as I'm hoping that, you know, he is, because, <laughs> because you know what, I'll be honest with you, none of us have a chance if he's not. So, uh, especially according to some of the things that we're hearing, you know, uh, some people say. So, uh, so it's important, and that's, that's why I've been on this. It's important that we decide where we're going to stand. And you say, well, Pastor Zig, what if we end up standing for something that's, that's, that's wrong or something that's amiss? You know, I reckon that probably we are. You know, I, no one has a corner on truth, but we have to stand for something. And because when we stand for something, then we give God the opportunity to reveal to us and to show us, 
you know, where we're, if, if, we're off the, if we're off the mark or if we're missing it, if we're not hitting the target, if we're not cutting the mustard, uh, we don't give God the opportunity to do that when we're indecisive and choose not to stand for anything. And so we, we want to stand for something. And, um, and what we want to stand for is what we believe the Holy Spirit is showing us concerning the Word of God. Amen. And so we want to make sure that what we're standing for is uh, in the Word, that the Word teaches it, uh, that, um, that we see it exemplified in Scripture. And uh, so when we've been talking about supernatural increase, of course, just talking about that Holy Nope guy, he's an anti-prosperity preacher. Um, he thinks anyone who preaches and teaches prosperity is um, materialistic and, um, and raping the church uh, for material purposes and uh, things like that. And so, uh, and, but there are a lot of people that are of that, you know, they're, they're of that, even people that are spirit-filled, Pentecostal, Holy Ghost-filled people. Um, of, co of course, you, uh, uh, someone, someone posted a uh, today, and you can tell I spent the good part of this morning looking over posts, but uh, uh, I was, uh, I noticed that someone had posted a picture of the gathering of some cessationists. In fact, maybe John, John MacArthur and several other high-profile people that have believed that the gifts of the Spirit have passed away and are totally anti-Pentecostal, charismatic people. And they were advertising their conference. And guess what? For a ticket, it's $295. Amen. <laughs> well, guess what? You can come to Revival in January for free. And we're just going to ask you to hear from the Holy Ghost about giving an offering. Amen. Amen. So, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's crazy, this stuff, uh, the stuff that happens in church. But now more than ever before, we're having to navigate those waters led by the Spirit. So you say, well, will God lead someone to follow after a ministry uh, that is off? Let me, let me tell you all something about that real quick. And then I promise we'll, we'll, we'll get into this. But... Um, one time I was, I, I was hanging out with a lady named Jan Painter. And Jan Painter, I believe that God has anointed that lady to be a prophet. She, in fact, she would prophesy and she would, they called her the rapping granny. Uh, she is an older lady, and, and uh, she wasn't that old, but, you know, older in the sense that she was a grandmother. And, um, and when she would prophesy, she would prophesy in rhyme. Really, really crazy. And so she was an awesome lady. Anyway, I was hanging out with her, and she told me the story about the Lord telling her to go. And, and you guys may have heard me tell this. She went to New Zealand to hear a preacher. The Lord had told her to go because he said, I'm going to deposit something into your life and into your ministry um, from the anointing that rests on this man. Now, I know some people are like, well, God, you know, that's God's anointing. Yes, it's God's anointing. And if God tells you to go somewhere to get his anointing, you go. And so she went because this guy had a very unique uh, and unusual um, ministry. Now, she didn't go just because it was unique and unusual. She went because the Lord put it in her heart that there was something there in those meetings for us. So she went to his church. This guy had a, uh, had a deliverance ministry. I don't know if he's still alive or not, but he had a powerful deliverance ministry. I mean, to the point where he would stand up and, and, and uh, she told me the story of a man that he called out. And he said to this man, he said... Uh, um, come out here, and he told him by the Spirit what it was that he was wrestling with, why he had come, and what he was looking uh, for deliverance from. 
And so this man had an idea of what it was that he needed deliverance from. And then the man says this. He says, do you love your father and mother? Do you honor? No, he says, do you honor your father and mother? And the man said, yes, I do. And the man looked at him and said, no, you don't. Go over there in that corner and pray until you can honor your father and mother. You know, get a revelation here. And so the guy went into the corner to pray. And when he came out of the corner from praying, the Lord had revealed to him some things that he needed uh, to repent from. He had, he had harbored some unforgiveness and things like that in his heart toward his mother and father. And he, he wasn't honoring his father and mother. So when he came back, he told the man, he says, have you, have you, have you gotten it straight? And the man said, yes, sir. And the, and the, guy, the preacher looks at him and says, no, you haven't. Go back for a little while more. Sent him back, and the man went to praying some more. And then finally, when the man came back, and I don't understand all this. I've never seen anything like that. But um, the man came back. He says, ah, now you've got it straight. And, and she said it was like a, a whirlwind came into the building and just wrapped this man up. And this man was delivered that day. I mean, supernaturally. God did a, 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 a supernatural work in the guy. And uh, he, uh, he was delivered into some things and out of some things and, into, and, and trans, uh, transported or transformed by the Spirit to take on some new ground and new territory. And, um, and so she said that this man just had this, there was the, the, the anointing. It was, it was the anointing. It's, uh, it's, that, it's that sparkly stuff that, I mean, you don't see it with your eyes. It's just you're aware of the fact that it's on different people's lives. And you, 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 you sense it and you recognize it by the Spirit. And you know that it's otherworldly. It's not of this world. It's of uh, that world to come. It's, it's from God. Uh, there's a, there's that, it's a part of that river that flows from the throne of God that is manifested sometimes in the lives of men. And when we witness it, we know it, we see it, we, we, we realize what it is. And it's powerful. And it's a tr transformational. But uh, this man, before they went into the church, for, before she went in that church, uh, the, the person that took her said, now, before you go in there, uh, you need to take off your earrings, <laughs> you need to take off your makeup, and you need to take off your jewelry. Because this man, number one, he don't believe in women preachers. Number two, he doesn't believe that women ought to wear jewelry and they ought to wear makeup. He believes that the Bible teaches that you're not holy if, you, if, if you're adorned with these things. Now you know what most of us would do. Most of us would be like, well, that's not godly. I, I don't believe that. The Lord, he loves me the way I am. God loves me and my earrings and my tattoos and everything else. And, you know, that's the kind of stance we take. But, you know, when the Lord, when the Lord is trying to get something across to you, and the way he's trying to get it across to you is through someone like this man who had these ideas and this belief system uh, that, 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 uh, um, that may have caused him to be resistant to what the Spirit was wanting to do through him for you. You know, we, we always take this stance like, well, I don't have to change nothing. But the reality is, is that we ought to be doing whatever it takes to align ourselves with the Spirit of God and to receive everything that God intends to get across us. You know that means sometimes accommodating people that have beliefs that don't line up with the Bible. Now, that, that doesn't mean that we adopt their beliefs. It just means that we put up with some nonsense sometimes to receive what the Lord has for us. Now, I'm not saying you, you uh, uh, submit yourself to abuse. 
But you know, uh, taking off makeup, pulling out earrings, taking off rings, you know, what, what, what's that going to hurt? You know, those aren't the things that define us, right? It's not what we wear. It's not what, in fact, that's what the Bible teaches. That's not what defines us. So when we, when we fight for that, when we battle for something that doesn't even define who we really are in Christ, it's kind of silly. And so, but Jan Painter, she's wise enough that she, she, uh, she's pulled the, and, and she had short hair, nothing she could do about that. There was no wigs or nothing she could put on because uh, he believed women ought to have long hair too. So she pulled off her earrings, pulled off her jewelry, took a, uh, a uh, makeup wipe out of her purse, cleaned all the makeup off of her face and went into this service and plopped herself down on the front row. And the person that took her said, don't expect him to call you out because he doesn't believe in women ministers. But that man wasn't out on the platform for 10 minutes before the Spirit of God got on him. And he said, you're that preacher from America. Recognized her as a preacher. Didn't even believe in women preachers. You're that preacher from America, aren't you? And she said, yes, sir, I am. He said, well, I have a word for you. He said, but uh, he says, I don't prophesy over ministers in public. I pri- I, 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 when I have a word for them, I, I tell them in private. She, she stood up. She says, I have nothing to hide. You can tell me whatever the Lord says right here in front of everybody. And so he told her, he said, Lord told me you came here because God told you he has something that, that, that has been upon my life, the anointing that's been upon my life. God intends to put a measure of that upon you. So you came here to take a part of this ministry. He said, you will leave this nation with a part of this ministry. And I'm going to see to it that everything that I've written and everything that I've accumulated in knowledge and, and, and learning and understanding, I'm going to give you everything I can give you that will help you and equip you with what God equipped me with he said but you will leave here with a different anointing with a different garment than what you came amen, amen. isn't that awesome yes. so she went back to the uh, um, his office and he, he gave her every video and every cd and every recording uh, that he had every book that he'd written and he said i don't know how much it'll it'll help you and how the lord will use it he said but that's what i heard in my heart and in my spirit she said that's exactly why i'm here i flew all the way to the other side of the of the of the globe to receive this and 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 you confirmed it just in what you said uh, that's why I came, and that's what the Lord said through you. She said, so I know I didn't miss it. And there was a change in her life and in her ministry. That day. You say, so you say this, you say, well, how can that, Brother Ziggy, how can that be? How can God use someone who is so flawed? You know, that's everybody in the Bible. I mean, you forget the, the man after God's own heart was a murderer. And an adulterer. He, in fact, they went, they coincided with one another. He killed the husband of the woman he was having an adulterous affair with. (laughs) Purposefully took him out of the picture. But the Bible says he was a man after God's own heart. You know what? You know, that, that whole idea of the love and the grace of God and what he has for us. Is so is so has been so lost in this generation, and all because we've gotten away from the spirit and the word, the spirit and the word. So, um, so you know what? Um, I'm I'm gonna fe- I'm gonna fess up. Not that I was hiding it. Uh, I'm I'm not perfect. <laughs> Can you believe that? And probably I don't know everything. 
I know that's hard for y'all to believe. And, and there's probably some things that I'm teaching that I'm teaching. You know, uh, here, that's the other thing we don't understand is that when God calls some of us to certain things, you know, we, we, we will teach and we will preach things and we will preach it in a very unbalanced manner. You know, Brother Hagin preached faith, and the way he preached faith, you'd, you'd think that was all there was to the whole Bible, was faith. He spent so much time teaching and preaching on faith that you'd think that's the only subject in the Word of God. And every time you got around, that's all they would talk is faith. You get around the Copelands, that's all they talk is faith. Some people, you get around them, all they talk about is if you get around Sheree. We got to win the lost. 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 What about these bleeding Christians? Suck it up, buttercup. We got to win the lost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, that, there's a, that, that's a, that's, you know, that when, when God calls you and he anoints you for a specific purpose, you know, fingers aren't trying to see. You know, fingers are working to do what fingers do. Feet are working to do what feet do. Knees are working to do what knees do. Your thighs ain't working to do your, aren't working to do what your knees do. Your thighs are being thighs. And some people's more so than others. <laughs> some people's thighs work together every day as they walk. <laughs> Generate a little energy, a little warmth. <laughs> But, you know, fingers are about doing the business of fingers and, and feet, the, the business of feet. And, and some of y'all, you know, you're going to, you're going to stick out in it, no matter where you're at because of the uniqueness of the gift and the anointing of God that is on your life. And, and, um, and, and some of you aren't going to relate to a whole lot of people. Some of you, there's just going to be a handful of people that relate to what it is that God's doing in your life. And so you know what? You don't have any business trying to get a, a big following on social media. You just have to be about the business of doing what God has called you to do and anointed you to do and wants you to do. Amen. Oh, yeah. Amen. I don't know about y'all, but I don't want to compromise what God has called me to do to have something that someone else has just to try to prove that I could do it. Right. I can do that. Now, I've, I've, gotten, I've, gotten, I've gotten reeled into that trap before, Don. I'll show you. I can do that too. And just because you can doesn't mean you should. <laughs> Amen. So when it comes to supernatural leisure, is, every, is everybody going to lean into that message of supernatural increase? No. Not everybody's going to lean into the message of supernatural increase. Is, are people going to celebrate? Is everybody, is every Christian going to celebrate when you, when you go around and say, glory to God, all my needs are met in the name of Jesus. I give and it's given unto me. Good measure, pressed down, shake it together, run it over. God is causing men to give in. But no, no. In fact, if you even hint at being a, a, a believer in prosperity on social media or, uh, or at, your, at your job or at your school or wherever it is that you find yourself, you're going to find that people will quickly line up to toss you reasons why they don't think you're right. And most of it has to do with their uh, personal opinion and their personal experiences. But we're going to believe the Word of God. Amen. Look at someone, tell them, I'm going to believe God. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Amen. All right, so let's, um, let's, let's get into this. We've been talking about qualifying for a supernatural increase. And um, so we've gone over lots of scriptures already. And I know that 
when we get out of that mode, we get out of that flow, sometimes it can be hard for us to pick, pick back up where we had uh, left off. But anyway, we started talking about qualifying. The number one qualification was put God first. In other words, um, and, and, and here's how you have to hear this and how you have to understand this. Putting God first isn't just paying your tithe, bringing a first fruit offering. Putting God first isn't just in the area of money. Putting God first is in every area of your life. I'm going to tell you something. If you don't put God first, then you're going to miss out on some of the instructions that he gives you that are going to lead you to the place where he opens up the doors uh, to bless you in, in, and to, uh, I know some people say, well, he's already blessed me. Yeah, but to, for the, for the, uh, for the uh, greater measure of the manifestation of his, for the fullness of his blessing to be manifested in your life. You say, well, Christ is the fullness of God's blessing. Yeah, but you know what? Uh, some of you can't claim that because you're, you're not a good reflection. And I'm not, I'm, I'm not talking to y'all. I'm talking to the people that are listening to this like to pick apart my stuff because they do listen. And I don't expect every one of y'all to give me credit, but, you know, a couple of you could for some of it, and, and then you others that just like to listen to criticize, um, I'm glad you're tuning in every week, amen. The word works no matter, the word works no matter what, the word works no matter what. <laughs> some of you know you're supposed to be here anyhow, but anyway, <laughs> we'll quit talking to them. So putting God first. So Matthew chapter 6, verse 33 is the verse of Scripture there. Matthew 6, 33, uh, it says this, and I'll, I'll let Joe bring it up right quick. Praise God. Hallelujah. Glory, glory. We know this is Jesus talking because it's written in red. It says, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Amen. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Well, what things are those? What are the things that he's talking about? Well, earlier in this verse of Scripture are the things that he is talking about. So let's look at some of that real quick. So again, Matthew chapter 6, and we'll, uh, let's start reading at um, verse 24. Verse 24 says this, No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will be loyal to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Um, that word mammon could be translated money. Or, uh, well, yeah, money. Praise God. Um, so a lot of people say this. They say, see, that's why prosperity preaching is wrong is because this scripture says you can't serve two masters. Well, you know what? How does that make prosperity wrong? It doesn't say you can't have, uh, love God and have money. It just says you can't love God and serve God and serve money. You got to choose one. Well, that's why we're going to put God first. Because we're going to choose to serve the Lord. You know, you, know what, you know what some of them don't talk about? Some of them don't talk about, and, and uh, a lot of people don't talk about, what about serving yourself? Because see, some people, the reason why they won't take up and, and uh, 
they won't take up and believe some of these things is because they're controversial. You know, because they, they feel like they'll have to endure some sort of persecution if they, if they, if they uh, adopt a certain mindset or a certain belief, if they hang around a certain group of people, if they adopt a certain way of thinking. And, and then there's some people that because they're so broken, so miserable, there's no way that they could fathom that God would want uh, people to, be, uh, to have um, uh, prosperity, to have provision. Because if God wanted people to have provision and he, it was for everybody, why don't I have provision? They, they, they take no consideration that probably it might be because they're serving their own selfish ways and their own selfish ideas and their own selfish thoughts. Are y'all hearing me today? I put, I put it out there today. Uh, I just, it was rolling around in my spirit as I was uh, sitting at the house. And uh, man, y'all are like, I heard a cattle out there. Hey. <laughs> um. I, I, I posted it as, a, uh, as my stat, uh, one of my statuses today uh, because it was just rolling around in my spirit. And I don't want to misquote myself, so I'm going to go right to my page and just read it verbatim. Um, oh, yeah, we, we are not our own source. God is our source. We are not our own source. Say that when we say we are not our own source. Say this with me. Say, God is our source. So what is he the source of? <laughs> there you go. Amen. He is, his, and you know, that's what scripture teaches. Scripture teaches, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Amen. It's not by might. It's not by power, but it's by my spirit says the Lord. Amen. In him we live and move and have our being. Amen. That's what, that's what scripture teaches. The life we now live, we don't live in the flesh, but we live by faith in the Son of God. Amen. We live by faith in the Word of God. We're not, uh, we're not our own uh, source. God is our source. We, get, we gave up on us being our source. Come on, somebody. See, some of us, even though we've heard these, these, uh, this, these teachings and we've heard these concepts and these ideas and we've learned these things about God, some of us are still trying to be our own supplier. Some of you still trying to figure out how you're going to, listen, some of you, some of you looking at your bills and you're like, what can I, how can I work? What can I do to, how can I put this together? How can I get this all to work out? You know what? If I can, if I can just do this, 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 and this, you know what? God ain't looking for you to do it. In fact, what God's trying to do is he's trying to get us to trust that he will lead us and guide us to the place where he can get it done. Are y'all hearing me today? Amen. Amen. Say God is our source. So you see, that's why we gotta we gotta put God first. We have to remind ourselves. See, some of us, he's uh, we look we look for to other sources for happiness. We look for other sources for contentment. We look for other sources of of uh, uh, of acceptance. <laughs> Some of you come to church because you want to make friends so you can feel accepted. Guess what? You're going to feel accepted for a little while, but it won't be long before someone does the exact same thing to you that they did someplace else, and all of a sudden you don't feel accepted no more. 
Amen. <laughs> There's some of y'all that are listening to this. You should have been here today. You needed this. <laughs> Amen. You can't serve two masters. You can't serve your, you know, some of us don't, don't stop to consider that, you know, of course it says mammon. But when we trust in riches instead of in the living God, doesn't that mean that we're, aren't we serving ourselves then? Aren't we really serving ourselves? We're really relying upon ourselves to supply everything that we have need of. Boy, and we will labor. We will, we will, we, we will toil. We will toil. Working our fingers to the bone, believing that if the harder we work, really, the harder we work, It really is the harder, because some of you, the harder you work, seem like the, the less progress you make. And, and, then you're, and then you're devastated, and you're like, Lord, why are you doing this to me? He's like, I ain't doing this to you. You're doing this to yourself. You're trusting in the wrong one. You, you're still trusting in your ability. You're still trusting in your might. You're still trusting in your wisdom. You're still trusting in your academics. You're still trusting in your certificate. You're still trusting in what you accomplished uh, in the flesh. Amen. You're still trusting in your, in, in your academic ability, in your smarts, in, in your ability to reason. In, amen. But see, God doesn't want us trusting in ourselves. And you know what? God doesn't want you looking, uh, God doesn't want you looking for what he wants to do for you in somebody else. That's why, man, that's why many people hop from church to church and from place to place. Because they're looking for something, and instead of God being their source, um, amen. If I, could just, if, I could just, if I could just have me a good friend. I'm going to tell you something. You, you ain't go, if, you, if, you, if you don't serve the Lord with gladness, if you don't trust in the living God, if he isn't the friend that sticketh closer than a brother to you, I'm going to tell you right now, church is not where I would go. <laughs> I don't know if church is where I would go. <laughs> Sometimes I've found people outside of church to be more reliable than church people. If I'm doing business with somebody and they pull out a business card and it's got a fish on it and a scripture, I'm leery of doing business with that person. Because most of the time when I've done business with the world, I've come out okay. But many times when I've done business with Christians, it hadn't turned out that great. Yes, sir. So on that note, well, not on the Christian part, but on the uh, note of the... Uh, trusting yourself. Trusting or, yourself, um, you know, not serving mammon uh, and not trying to think on the things of what you can do on your own. What would you, what would you consider, or I'm trying to figure out how to frame this question effectively. So how, what would be a good, probably, daily practice just to consciously 
not get into that mindset because um, you know life happens and right. then you see things come in the mail and bills or whatever right um, doctor's reports Ed so I was just thinking this morning when I when I was uh, I was uh, praying I was like uh, when I was praying I was like Lord I just pray I can I can get, you know, talking about doing his will, going into that. Right. And then it, it reminds me of like Ephesians 3.20 when it says we can do all ask, ask, uh, here, let me read it because I don't want to say it's in a dumb way. Now unto him who's able to do right. exceeding abundantly above all we could ask. All we could ask, uh, all we could ask for or imagine. Right. And so that, that goes into the thought right there of now who, to him who's do all of that, all for what we ask or imagine, you know, we want to get into that mode. Um, according to his will and his riches and glory, you know, and, and it, it, what would you, th what would you say that is, I heard, I heard kind of an answer right now, um, uh, of what you said, but a good top, maybe one or two things to tell yourself. Everybody. Okay. And I, I'm, I'm not saying just to make it like a, I work like that, like to, R yes, uh, I understand a, a mind, I, a mind ritual. You know, I, so. I do too. We, and we need to do this. So, you know what I, you know what I do? Uh, what I would do if I was if I was in your in y'all's position, because how many of y'all work either? How many of you work uh, a what we would consider to be a secular job? You work outside of your home. You're not a housewife or a house husband or so. The most of you, I know Don's retired, and so um, Ted and Debbie are retired. So here, for those of you that are working in the in, in the workforce, and when I, here's the first thing that I would I would I would do. I would come, I would get to the, I would, I would bring myself to the place where I realize that God didn't create you for the nine to five. God didn't create you to roof. God didn't create you for finance. God didn't create you for payroll. God didn't create you for army. God didn't create you for cleaning. God didn't create you for, God did not create you for the medical program. God did not create Lewis so that he could uh, be a TikTok star. <laughs> <laughs> that is not <laughs> so that all them TikTok women could lust after him. <laughs> that is not why God uh, created a God didn't create Ted to be a factory worker. God didn't create Debbie to do all the when God created us, he created us to show forth his glory in the earth, to spread the good news, to spread the message of Jesus Christ, to give this world hope, to be light in the darkness, to be salt in a dying world. And so the first thing that you have to do is you have to realize and understand that your primary purpose is to do the will of the Father, and the will of the Father has mostly nothing to do with what you're doing to earn a living. That's, and that's like putting God, now, now here's the thing, that doesn't mean we neglect what we do. That, that's not what I'm saying at all. You just have to realize that what you're doing, even though it seems like you're doing it more than anything, is secondary to the purpose for which God created you. You know, you know what that is, what, what we're doing when we do that? We're putting God first. Right. 
We're putting God first. But, but uh, so, so you say this, you say, well, I struggle with that. So then you begin to pray about that. Lord, help me to wake up every day and see that I was not, this is, God, you didn't create me for this, for this reason. There are other things that you created me for. And I'm, I'm, I will be doing those things. Uh, help, me to, help me to realize those things and to embrace those things as I go about my day, as I'm about my business or doing this business that you have me doing. Make me aware of what it is that you're saying to me, what it is that you want to do uh, in and through me uh, while, I'm, while, I'm, while I'm doing uh, these other things. Lord, lead me in these affairs of business. Lead me in the affairs of, of uh, earning a living. Show me your way. I know that you want to provide for me, Lord, and if this is what you're going to choose to use to provide for me, then I'm going to receive it. But God, I'm, I'm depending on you. I'm trusting in you. I'm relying upon you. I'm putting my faith in you. I'm not putting my faith in men. I'm not putting faith in my ability. I'm I'm putting my faith in your ability. Lord, you put me here. You got me to this place. You brought me this far. You're not going to leave me. These are the kinds of things that I would begin uh, to, uh, to declare, to decree, and to say over myself. Because uh, I, think, I think for most people, that's, a, that's, the, that's the greatest obstacle that they have uh, to overcome, is that when they go about their daily business, they, they don't see themselves as being about the father's business. Now, something happened to me recently, and I think I tried to communicate this to y'all already once, and so I'm gonna try to communicate it again. Maybe you'll get a better picture of this tonight than you got the first time I talked about it, but Shri and I were having a conversation, and we were talking, and, um, and Shri was rather discontent about her circumstances uh, when it came to her business. You know, she's been, uh, Shri has a business, a uh, uh, Inspire Clean, I believe is what it's called, Inspire Clean. It's her company where she goes and she uh, cleans people's homes and businesses. And so she cleans some churches. She's got regu a regular clientele. There's a certain you know kind of clientele that she has worked with. There's certain jobs that she has taken upon herself. This is how she makes a living in the natural. And so she, she, you know, she's talking to me. She's like, Pastor, I'm so done. Every time we go on a trip to, to have revival somewhere, she's like, Pastor, I am so done with doing this. I do not want to do this, this whole, I don't want to go back. I want to be in the flow of revival. I want to be doing the work of the ministry. I want to be, I want to be full-time in the ministry. And, you know, I've been telling people for years that I, I went into the ministry full-time at the age of 16. And uh, it's only now that I've had to reevaluate really what that means. And um, so I was like, you know, I was thinking about what she was saying, and I was like, man, you're, you know, you're right. Um, I, I mean, I, I and I'm, I'm racking my brain. I'm thinking, how can we get you, how can we get, see, even, even old Pastor Zig, how are we going to get you away from that? Well, you know what? We are not. Shri and I together, Shri and I and everybody else putting their heads together in this building aren't going to get that done. Amen. Are y'all hearing that? Amen. How are we going to bring Tyler on staff? How are we going to bring Hilda on staff? How are we going to bring, you know, Gabe on staff? How are we going to bring, you know, all these, uh, uh, how are we going to start to give something, Joe and Jess, for, for what they're doing? How are we going to start to bring G uh, uh, Gabe, uh, Gabe Flanoy? You know, how are we going to, how we, how we, how, well, we ain't going to do, we ain't going to do any of that. 
We, we can work together with the one that can get it done. But you know what? In the natural, in the, na- my God, if it was left up to me, I, when it was, when it was up to me, I, I, I couldn't afford to pay attention. I didn't have two pennies to rub together when it was up to me. And so it ain't, amen, it ain't about me. Well, you know what? We need to start building this church and get more numbers and get more people. Because, you know, that's what you, that in your mind, in the natural. Now, that may be what God does to increase the flow of finances in this church. We may grow in numbers. But you know what? We've got no business doing it ourselves. Relying upon ourselves, depending upon, you know, uh, uh, the ways of men and, and, and uh, a marketing. And the Lord may lead us in that area. Don't get me wrong. The Lord may lead. But, but it's important for us that we put God first. That we come to an understanding and a realization that with, without him, we can, we, you know what? If man couldn't do something without God, God would have left them people alone when they built that tower of Babel. But you know what he said? You know what God said to himself? They can do something when they get together. So I'm going to fix this. Boom. There are some things that, listen, some of you, some of you don't even realize that much of what you've accomplished, you've accomplished because God did some things in your life. But some of you, you were the ones who were able to accomplish it. And God is just trying to get you over there to realize that you could do so much more if you relied upon him and trusted him and believed what he said. So, so, so what I was, what I was, you know, when I was thinking that, I said, how we, and that's the first thing that hit me. I was like, how are we going to what? How are we going to, how are we, how are we going to do this? We're not about to do this because I've tried to do this. And then the Lord, the Lord spoke to me. He said this, he said, he said, well, are you in full-time ministry? I was like, yeah. He said, ask Sharif, you know, if, if. So I said, Sheree, am I in full-time ministry? Yeah. And, and, then, and then the Lord was showing me, you know, the, the uh, aircraft detailing thing. I said, so, but I detail aircraft. Does that mean now I'm bivocational? Does that mean I'm bivocational because now I, I detail aircraft? No, you know, you, know why this, you know why this is easier for, this concept is easier for me to grasp? Because I was trusting God before I was trusting a myself because I was trusting the Lord to supply everything that I had need of before there were airplanes to clean see if I had reversed it and cleaned airplanes first it might have been a little more complicated for me to but see you know what I don't I don't identify with being a detailer that's not what I am I'm a minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ that God told me to detail airplanes. Now, do, now do you know? Now, now, get this. None of the money that we receive from detailing. Now, just, just hang on here with me. None of the money. This is gonna. Let, let me let me make sure you understand this. It might take some time. I mean, I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say that it will. I'm not gonna say that it won't. God. God is, God is a supernatural God, and in a 24-hour period of time, things can change. In a, in a moment, things can change. One word from God changes everything. 
But for some of us, because we, we have played uh, the game within the world system, it's going, it might take some of y'all a minute to turn this around. It might take some of y'all a minute to turn this around. I mean, some of us are just getting to the point now where we can understand these things and realize these. It's like, wait a minute. Because you know what? When I, I'm, I'm going to detail an airplane in the morning. Me and Gabe will go. We'll detail. Yeah, Gabe's looking forward to it. Gabe and I will go. We'll go detail this airplane, the 172 over at Wiley Post in the morning. It'll take however long it takes. And then on Friday, we will fly to Alva and we will do a bonanza in Alva. And then probably Monday or Tuesday of next week, we'll be in Weatherford cleaning a giant citation just before we go on vacation. Now, guess what? Here's the thing. I'm not going to those jobs thinking, man, I sure am glad this came through because, man, I got bills to pay. And See, I'm not relying on that. Now, see, had some of us been able to do the way that, I, that I've been able to do, trust the Lord as, we, as I preached and did ministry, trust that God would supply all of my needs according to his riches and glory, and then be able to do what we're... Just, just imagine being able to do what you're doing to earn a living, to be able to do it and say, I don't really need it. But I'm going to do it because that's what he, you know, that's, I really believe that's what God wants me to do. I believe God wants you doing what you're doing, Lewis. I really do. Brandon? The TikTok, yes. The TikTok, yes, sir. He just need to put a winner's church advertisement in there. Follow me to winner's church. You know, I, I believe, I believe, uh, and, I, and I told this to Tyler, and I think I told this to Cherie, but I told him this. I said, do you realize, and, and this is the other thing you need to tell yourself, Michael. So number one, God didn't create you for what, what it is that you're doing d daily. Number two, here's the other thing. Oh, and I may have told Michael this even. Glory to God. Do you know when I go to work on an airplane, you know what, I'm, you know what I think, what, what, what my, my mindset is? I don't go there thinking this is getting in my way. I go there and I think I'm, I'm, what I'm doing is I am sowing into my ministry. I am sowing into my ministry. Uh, there are other people that sow into my ministry, but this gives me an opportunity. Do you know that, do you know that over the last, the, the last uh, details that I did, I think I paid Tyler a little bit. I paid maybe Shree a little bit. I paid Gabe a little bit. But after I was done paying everybody, I didn't even pay myself. I just stuck all that money into the ministry. Every penny of it. Not a penny of it went into our savings account. Every dime, and I'm talking about tens of thousands of dollars. And, and that, I'm not saying that as a brag. Don't make, a, don't make a, a, a video of me like they made of Jesse talking about. Don't take it out of context. I, I'm, I, it's not a brag. I'm just, I'm, I'm just telling you. I put it all. What, what, what I'm doing when I'm doing that is I'm able to sow into, my, into the ministry that God has called me to. So you know what Cherie's doing? See, Cherie's like, this work is keeping me from doing ministry. No, listen, you, you are working for the purpose of sowing into what God called you to, to the purpose of God in your life. It's, it's, your, it's, it's what you're doing in, in your labor and in the earning of this money. Everything 
everything that you earn is being sown right back into the kingdom because it enables you then to do what it is that the Lord has called you to do. Now, maybe you're not sowing into your own ministry to, to go like Cherie. She's, she's able to go on what she's sowing. Tyler, Tyler right now is sowing. Uh, he's working, but what he's able to do is he's able to do uh, sow into his own ministry, and it enables him to be able to do what he does here at Winter's Church. And, that, and that's why I'd look at it. Oh, glory to God. Every, every penny that you're making is enabling you to do more for the Lord. Amen. Amen. Now, you say, but what if every penny I'm earning isn't enabling me to do? Then, then there's, there, there needs to be that shift. There, there needs to be that shift. Whether, whether it's that you're going and doing the work or you're sending someone else to do the work. Um, you know, when you're tithing and offering giving, you're sowing into the ministry that God has called many of you to. Many of you, God has called you to labor here in this house in one way or another, in some fashion. God has called you and he has anointed you for that purpose. Listen, when you start getting that in your, working in your heart, you know, that's, that's why a lot of people get uh, all discombobulated when trouble comes and when difficulty comes. They forget that God didn't, God didn't, God, God's not going to leave you. He's not going to forsake you. He didn't bring you this far to let you down. And, and some of, and some of what's happening is, and I, 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 I'm really thinking that for, for some, this is the case. I think for some people, they've relied upon themselves for so long that the only way that God can get them to quit relying upon themselves is to allow them, not, not that he causes this, but that he allows them to, to uh, face things in, 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 with the hope that they will turn to him and trust him and learn the lessons of trusting in the Lord and in the strength and in the power of his might. So, so the first thing I would do is, God didn't, even though, even though it's a part of your life and it's a part of what you do and, and somewhat a part of who you are, your job and what you do to earn a living is not why God created you. God created you for a greater purpose. God created you for his kingdom. Amen. God created you for something greater. Number two, if you, if you are working and you've devoted yourself to fulfilling God's purpose in your life, then you might be the greatest contributor to your ministry because what you're doing, you're doing to enable yourself. You know, that's, that's, why, that's why people that work and, and only come to church when it's convenient, why those people are so miserable and so disconnected? Because they're not doing it right. And then there are others that you see that are devoted and committed. Do you know why those people are devoted and committed? Because they're, they're, they're giving their heart to the Lord in all that they're doing. They're working to fulfill the plan and the purpose and the design uh, of God for their lives. It's just a reprioritization. Putting God first. Putting up, I don't know if that answered your question well enough, Michael, but that's, that, that is where I would start. That's where I would start. And, and you really have to, listen, folks, if you're going to get this, you're really going to have to pray through these things. You're going to have to spend some time. Listen, if you need someone to agree with you, I'll agree with you. 
If, if you tell me, Pastor, I need for you to agree with me. I don't, I don't really want to bother you too much, and I don't have a whole lot of time to talk, but could you agree with me in prayer? Listen, I will make a video right then of me praying. And then when you need agreement, you can push the button. You can play and have a video right there. Amen. You don't have to call a prayer center or nothing. Just push a button and I'll be there with my hands sticking out. I'll be like, glory to God in the name of I'll even, I, I, You just make sure I'll, I'll personalize it. Talisha, in the name of Jesus. Your pastor's with you right now, agreeing with you. We're agreeing together. See, that's, that, that's, a, that, that's a part of what I think people neglect. We got to get, get more aggressive in our in our praying, we've got to begin to pray those things that we know are true. You know, you know, if I was you, would I be praying as well, Michael, is this, Lord, you called me to the million flow. God, I'm not, I'm not trying, I'm not trying to be in the million flow for status. Lord, Lord, you called me to the million flow. God, you, you called me to be a giver. I'm, I'm, I have a giving ministry. Lord, the, 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 uh, um, not only the uh, ministry that happens at church but lord the ministry that's going to happen through my wife myself as we as we step out and and in, into this this next season it's vital lord it's it's vital for these things to happen so lord i didn't call myself to this you called me god god you're the one that called me to millionaire status and so money i command you to come out of the hands of the wicked and to come into the hands of the righteous in the name of jesus you will not lay up any longer but you will come into my hands in jesus name i mean i, I mean that's the stuff that that was the stuff i did that's the way i prayed and i got crazy the neighbors heard me praying and, uh, and I wasn't popular uh, among some people. But what I, what I did was right because I was, I, was, I, was, I was declaring what the Word of God said. Now, uh, and I'll let you say something. Was it for materialistic purposes? Do, listen, we're not, we're, we're not looking for airplanes for status. Right. I don't care how it looks to anybody. You know what? Y'all know that. Y'all know that there will come a time if this church grows and blows up and we even if we were to blow up another hundred people, y'all realize that I'm not going to be able to talk to y'all in the way I talk with y'all now. Y'all aren't going to be able to catch me all the time. Hey, pastor, you know, in the hallway or whatever. If, if we get, if we blow up to 500 or a thousand people. And you, and you can see the Lord preparing us for it. I mean, look what the Lord has done with Tyler and Ayla in such a short period of time. What he's done with Pastor Annie in a short... Do you, you do y'all see the writing on the wall? Something's happening. God's, God's preparing us for something more than what we have been. Amen. But do you know what? I'm not going to look down my nose at everybody because we grew and, and, and we have 500. Wait, wait, you think I'm going to roll around town? I 500 members, bless God. You know, pretty soon it's going to be me and Miguel on them billboards in Oklahoma City. But not, but not so I can say, hey, y'all, did you see my face on the billboard? That's not why Miguel puts his face on the billboard. Right. Right. You know what? People get all kind of ideas when they're looking from the outside right. and trying to peer in and figure something out. But you know what? Y'all have to be wise. Y'all have to be smarter than that. Amen. You can't let the devil get your goat and allow you. Y'all, are y'all hearing what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. We got to realize we're about the father's business. And we, and we got to be aggressive about getting it done. All right, Michael, you got something else? Uh, let's just tie in with that. Like, 
kind of, I wouldn't say they're, I, th I think they're more for my mind for when I wake up. I have a lot of things going on in my mind. So like in, the, in, in just the daily practices when I'm praying, I say those kind of things and then I'm, I'm saying like, um, uh, I'll say stuff like, uh, you know, um, faith is the title deed and I'll be reading that and I try to meditate on that. You know, yeah. faith is the title deed and um, of things hoped for. And ever since we went to Revival in Kanawha, I've been thinking of that time when you preach that. Yeah. So I'll say those things. But it's kind of, it's, it's, uh, it's just, I wouldn't say it's tough because it's not really tough. It's just a thing that I, for me, it's, it's like, a, man, it's, it's, um, it's like all the time. Like I gotta, I have to be, I don't know, maybe it's because it's people. Right, because I deal with so many yeah. people, and then they try to knock me off course. Yeah, yeah and you I mean, hear things. You know what I'm saying in your head. Yes, it, it, like in your head, you're, you're you're hearing things, and or we got to do this now, or what are we gonna do with this, or you know, even now in the office, like my dad would be like, oh, man, we got to do these things, or this these are coming up. These things are coming up. This is gonna cost this much money. Insurance for the airplanes is this much money. Right. You know, what are we gonna do about that and stuff like that, and and. Um, it's just crazy sometimes because I, or even just simple. Th well, I wouldn't say it's simple. It's it's more of like things like my my feet, how they always hurt. Right. And I can barely walk in the mornings, and I'll and I'll be walking, and I'm just like, man, thank. I'm like, thank you, Lord, for healing. Thank you for my healing. Thank you for, and I'm you know I'm limping everywhere, but I'm I'm saying that. But it's, um, I guess what I'm trying to say is, um, you think it's equally important to be also quiet. And, and to be hearing. Yeah, I mean, there's there's always that time to to um, you know to quiet yourself before the Lord. I, I think when our mind though is is running rampant and and saying crazy stuff, or you know, uh, I know what happens with me a lot is that I start making assumptions of what others are thinking and what others might be saying, and it, it's not. And you know what? It's not really based on just my imagination but it's based on what I've heard them say before. You know, and these will be people that we're, maybe that matter to us. You know what I mean? If we're around people that matter to us and we know how they think because they've expressed how they think and we know how they feel because they've expressed how they feel. Isn't it, isn't it crazy? Isn't it crazy how, we, how we, uh, uh, we have people that say, Oh, this whole thing about confession and words, you know, people, they just, they're crazy, you know, the name it and claim it. You know, they, they, they act like words don't have power. But some of us, the very, the very thing that's, that's uh, tripping us up are words that people have spoken over us, some of us, a long time ago. Things that people have said over and over and over again. Words are extremely important. Extremely important. The, the, only, the only way that your attitude is going to be changed is if you begin to hear something else. And you're going to be the first ones to speak it. Now, now don't get me wrong. I'm not, I'm not trying to play like this is easy. The, the environment, Michael hit it right, the environment that he's in is not the environment that I'm in or the environment that some of y'all others are in. You know, some of us, we have more control over what comes in our ears, what comes through our eyes, the people that we associate with. Others, you know, we don't. In fact, some of us, uh, what, what we're doing uh, uh, necessitates us associating with people that are the polar opposite of what we're trying to be.
And so it is, it's a, it's a fight. It's a battle. And so uh, you've, you've got it. You just got to do how the Lord, you know, how the spirit of God leads you. And when you, when you got to get loud, get loud. And, and when you got to be quiet before the Lord and, and uh, uh, then, you know, do that. But whatever it is that you've got to do to, uh, to facilitate the fulfillment of God's promises and God's word in your life, that, that's what you have to be about the business of doing. Amen. Amen. You know what? I, I, believe that, I believe that some of you, God wants to take you out of the job you're in and give you a better job. Some of you, God wants to take you completely out of the workforce. But then there are others that God, he wants to elevate you and he wants to promote you. But you know what? You're going to have to see yourself as, you're going to have to see yourself as being more valuable than what the world has said that you are. A lot of us are stuck doing what we're doing because we believe that that's as good as we can be. That's the best we can have. That's the best we can get. Listen, I've got news for you. I've got news for you. Sky is the limit. There are, in fact, let sky ain't even limit. There are no limits. There are no limits. It doesn't matter what you went to school for, what you qualified for. All that matters is what God said. And God will open up any door. He will open up any door necessary. Listen, if he will cause the sun to shine for 24 hours just so his people will win. If he was willing to make the sun shine for a 24-hour period of time so his people could win, imagine what he's willing to do for you. Amen. Amen. See that? It's just, it's just persuading yourself. It's not, we're not trying to persuade the Lord. We're trying to persuade ourselves. We're trying to get ourselves to believe something that we haven't believed before. And so that whole thing with, uh, you know, Shree, and, and I, I did ask Shree. I said, Shree, am I in full-time ministry? She said, well, yeah. I said, even though I'm doing this other, well, yeah, you're in full-time. You're the your pastor. Your pastor. Well, if me doing detailing doesn't change my pastorate and my ministry, then is there really such a thing as, you know, part-time ministry and full, is there, is there really part-time ministry? No, if you're, if you're working, if everything you're doing, you're doing to work toward fulfilling God's purpose in your life, then every moment, every hour that you spend working. Well, some of y'all need to start claiming a harvest on the seed you've been sowing. Because some of you have been sowing seed. You're like, no, pastor, it's been going in my mouth. Yeah, but it's been going in your mouth so that you could do what God wanted you to do. Go ahead now. Amen. Did that help anybody, just that part there? We, 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 we do have to be more assertive when it comes to pushing these things through in our life, whether it's softly or loudly. Whatever it takes. For, for me, it's whatever it takes. If I got to do, if I got to do, and this is, this is where, this is where the, you know, this is where the holy nope comes in. But you know what? If I got to, if I got a Kung Fu chop. Now I'm not going to teach it as a doctrine. I'm not going to, I'm not going to get, I'm not going to get up in church with a Gandalf staff and be like, this, <laughs> thou shalt not pass. You know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to go that far, but man, if I'm in my prayer closet at home and I got to be like, ha, ha, oh, yeah. 
I mean, if that's what if, if that's what it takes, I'm gonna do whatever it takes. And you know what? Annie can think I'm nuts. Also, she's a, you know, she's seen me. She doesn't. I know you don't think I'm, but you, you know, she does. she's like I already know you're nuts. Amen. All right. <laughs> I mean, you you you've got to do whatever whatever's gonna whatever's going to take and move you over into that place where you align your flesh with what the Spirit of God. Now, all these people say, well, don't take all that. Well, maybe not for you. Yeah, but I'm not you. Yay for you that you could do this without getting super assertive. Me? I got to get assertive. And listen, I'm not, I'm not making fun of nobody. I just got to get assertive. And sometimes in front of everybody and sometimes in private. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Wow. So put God first. Amen. <laughs> let's, let's continue to read this. So it says, no one can serve two masters. And, and that's what it's saying. Ted, you, you can't serve two masters. You couldn't serve GM and serve the Lord. You couldn't serve yourself and serve God. You had to pick one or the other. I remember watching Ted go through that whole transition. It was tough because it's hard. It's hard to figure all that out because you started out working for yourself. And now you got to figure out how to work for the Lord. Oh, yeah. How to look at your, your money and say, <laughs> of course you say, there is no money if I don't go to work. Well, that's our, that's our thought. You know, God's not calling all of us to abandon our, our, uh, our jobs. He is calling us to abandon our concept of we got to do this. How are we going to buy a $2 million building? We're not going to buy it. Do you, do, you, do you know the first thing you got to say is this? I can't buy a $2 million building. But I know someone who can. Amen. Glory to God. How's that going to happen? Well, I know what I got. And if I, can, if I can take what I've got and give it to him, he can turn it into much. He took five loaves and two fish and fed over 5,000 people. If he could take five loaves and two fish and, and, and feed over, over 5,000 people, then certainly he can take our 500. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Bless it. Break it. Multiply it. Amen. Hallelujah. Can't serve, can't serve God in General Motors. You can't serve God in... And uh, uh, the state of Oklahoma. Therefore, I say, and then he says this, therefore, I say uh, to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat and what you will drink. He's not saying don't listen, church. People read this and they're like, well, you know, people act like they don't have to work. No, listen, don't. What he's saying is don't worry. Don't worry. Don't wring your hands and try to figure out how you're going to make this work out. 
Lean into the Lord. Get a word from God. Get direction from Him. You know, you know, what, you know what His word might be to you sometimes? Work overtime. Start a business. <laughs> you know what some of y'all need to quit saying? You need to quit saying you don't have time. Some of you, the first step is quit saying I don't have time. You know the other thing you need to quit saying? I'm tired. David was playing the clip of a preacher for me today. He was like, some of y'all are tired. I know you're tired. Y'all are tired. We're tired. I'm tired. I'm like, boy, I wouldn't be saying. What a curse. The Bible says, let the weak say I'm. Glory to God. Glory to God. <laughs> we, need, we need to look in the mirror and say I'm strong. Amen. <laughs> Therefore, I say, don't worry. Don't worry about your life. Don't worry about your life. Boy, I'm going to tell you right now, you got to be a special person to not worry about your life. Don't worry about your life. What you will eat, what you will drink, nor about your body, what you'll put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not... Of more value than they. Which of you by worrying could add one cubit to his stature? So why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I say to you that even Solomon in all of his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Now if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is thrown into the oven. Will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore, do not worry, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For after all these things, the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. So we put God first. In everything. In everything. We put him first before our husbands. We put him first before our wives. We put him first before our children. We put him first before our, uh, you know what? We put, him we put him first before the things that we uh, that we consider to be leisure and things of, uh, you know, uh, we want to put God first. When we put him first, everything else added unto us in the name of Jesus. Man, I'm already at the end of this thing. Any other questions? Did we ever get to number two or do I get, keep getting stuck on number one? All right, that's what I thought. So let me tell you what the second one is. First one is put God first. Second qualification is this. You got to become fully persuaded that it's God's plan to prosper you. You can't let anyone run you off of that truth. Third John verse two, beloved, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. So prosperity wasn't man's idea. It was God's idea. 
It was God's idea. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. That was God's idea. It'll be given back to you, given into your lap. That, was, that wasn't man's idea. That wasn't Brother Copeland's idea. That was God's idea. It was God's idea to, to, to bless you, to prosper you, to give you a hope and a future. Amen. That was God's idea. It was God's idea to, to, to create a good plan for your life. Not a cursed plan, a blessed plan. Amen. It was God that decided to bless you with all spiritual blessing in heavenly places. You didn't choose that. He chose that. He's the one who did that. Amen. Glory to God. He's the one who decided that, that uh, opening up the windows of heaven and pouring you out a blessing there's not room enough to receive was a good idea. <laughs> Hallelujah. He's the one that, he's the one, amen, and we see it, don't we, listen, if we see it in the natural, let me ask you a question, say you got a hundred acres, or a thousand acres, it could be any kind of, any number, just a large number, in the natural, if you had a hundred acres, and you went out and you planted a hundred acres worth of seed, what would you expect your harvest to be? A hundred acres worth of harvest, right? Now you can't determine what. Let's 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 make it let's make it an orchard. Let's make it an orange orchard or a or a or a an apple orchard. Let's make it an apple orchard. You get you you have a seed. If you're gonna have an orchard, you're gonna have to plant some seed. Seeds gonna have to grow into a seedling. You're gonna have to plant that seedling in a field. Isn't that right? Say you have 100, 200, 1,000. Let's say you have 1,000 acres. When you take that seed and you plant that first seed, glory to God. How many apples do you reckon is in that one seed? Do you know? No. Do you know why? Because, because, uh, because you're not the Lord of the harvest. You don't determine what the harvest is. He's the Lord of the harvest. He determines what. You know, do you know that God knows how many apples are in that seed? He knows how many apples that seed is going to produce. Amen. But you, but you know who's in charge of the seed? You are. You're the Lord of the seed. He's the Lord of the harvest. You determine what happens to the seed. He determines what comes forth out of that seed. All right. So when you, but when you sow, and this is the point I'm trying to make, when you sow, a, say, a thousand acres worth of seed, apple seed, Is that going to produce more than if you sow an acre worth of seed? If you sow a thousand acres worth of seed, is that going to, I mean, in the natural, just think about it. In the natural, just logically, in the natural, it makes sense. If you sow a thousand acres worth of seed, you're going to get a bigger harvest than you'd get out of an acre's worth, right? Isn't that right? So who's, whose idea was it if you sow sparingly, you reap sparingly, if you sow generously? Was that a televangelist? No! It's the Word of God. And you know what? It, it's not just a spiritual principle. It's a natural principle. If you go out here and plant one corn seed, you're going to get a stalk. You're going to get a stalk of corn and you're going to get more than what you had. But you're not going to sow one little corn seed, one little corn seed and get a, a, a million acres. 
Not this year. Now, that may be where you have to start. But see, the principles of God's word work. We see them work all the time. They work in the natural and they work in the spirit. Amen. You got to be fully persuaded that God, God wants to prosper you and that there are no limitations on your prosperity. There are no limits. You can go as far as, as far as, as far as you will let God take you. He will take you. And you can't let anyone else determine uh, that for you. You've got to determine it for yourself. Don't let anyone get you off of this. Listen, if, if they make fun of you, let them make fun of you. Just let them make fun of you. My, my, dad, my dad has told me for years. My dad used to tell me, you need to get a real job. I was like, what are, you, what are you talking about, Pop? He says, you're not doing, you're, you're not working, you don't even, you don't even hardly sweat. You got to get up, you got to work hard. And my back hurts, my knees hurt, my, my legs hurt. I, mean, I have a hard time every day just getting out of bed. I have to make myself get out of bed. You know, he goes through this whole, you know, this whole process, this whole thing of, he, th he thinks that I'm not really working if I'm not breaking my back. So he told me this. He said, there's no way. There's no way you're ever going to make. He told, I mean, he told me straight up. You can't make. You, you're living in a fantasy land. You're living in a dream world. Well, one day on, I, was, I, I took him with me to Lawton. I went to preach in Lawton. It's when I had the Cirrus SR-22. I, I had him jump in the airplane with me. We flew from uh, Oklahoma City to Lawton. And what did it take? Maybe 25, 30 minutes to get to Lawton uh, by airplane, by, you know, small you know, single-engine aircraft. We, we landed there in Lawton. Uh, we, we landed at the airport. The line guys parked us. They, they rolled out the red carpet. We, we walked into the FBO. They had a car parked out there for us to, to take to the church. Uh, we got in the courtesy car. We drove over to the church, had the service after service, drove the courtesy car back to the airport, jumped in the airplane. My dad had never gone with me anywhere like that, where we, where we uh, went, went through the whole process and got in a courtesy car. And, you know, he's like, who do you pay for the car? I said, we don't pay for the car. It's a courtesy car. They let us use it. My airplane sits on their ramp and I get to use their car. They have, you know, half a million dollars worth of collateral sitting on the ramp for, you know, a $30,000 vehicle. I think that they're going to be okay with me taking their car. They're okay with that. And if I pick up fuel, that's good for them. Makes them money. If I keep coming back, it makes them money. They get, they, they, these are the things that they give to people who own airplanes. That's a, a, it's a nicety. And so when we're flying back from Lawton, I look over at my dad and I said, Pop, I said, did you ever think in a million years because when, when I grew up, we grew up, my address was 617 and a half Martin Street. That was our address. 617 and a half Martin Street in Defiance, Ohio. Do you know why it was 617 and a half? Because we lived next to a trailer house. Or we lived in a trailer house next to my grandparents' home. A two-bedroom, one-bath trailer that seven people lived in. Five kids and two adults. Me and my brother, we'd watch, we'd, we would watch the Brady Bunch, and it's like, who are these people? Who are these people? Heck, we'd watch good times and think, boy, they, you know, they, they talk, you know, 
<laughs> they talk about keeping your head above water. You know, good times had it better than we had it. You understand? I mean, at, at least they had bedrooms to sleep in. Me and my brother, we were sleeping on the floor in the living room. Not even in sleeping bags. We got out the blankets. Y'all know what blankets I'm talking about, the ones with the lions on them. And the, come on, somebody. Y'all know what I'm talking about? <laughs> the wolves and the. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, yes. That's when, the, that's when the tooth fairy brought you a quarter. Yeah, yeah, of course. Well, sometimes it's a dime. My dad gave me money for kiss cards, 20 cents. Man, I was happy. Six, 17 and a half. <laughs> I looked at my dad on that airplane that day. I said, Pop, I said, did you ever dream in a million years? When we, were, when we were playing outside in the yard at Martin Street, living in, that, living in that trailer, did you ever think you'd be looking over at your son and he'd be flying you back and forth in, in his airplane, even though it's small? Did you ever dream that you'd be doing this? He said, man, there's a lot of things, he said. He said, there's a lot of things I never imagined. He said, he said, and yeah, this is one of them. I can't, I, I couldn't even fathom this. You know, my dad was well-meaning when he said that I ought to get a better job because in his mind, he just couldn't, he couldn't, he couldn't understand the commitment that I had to the Lord. But you know what? At some point, it changed. Now, you know what? Every now and again, he, he probably thinks I'm just bilking people, you know, for money or whatever. That's, you know, because that's how the world thinks. They got to they gotta think some way. But then, then he has, he's got to be reminded every time, every time he comes and every time he's with us. Because he sees y'all and he's like, where do these people come from? These people love me and I'm unlovable. You know, when he looks at y'all, he looks at a bunch of people that are just like me in, in this. Not, not that, not that y'all just, y'all took after me. That's, we take after him. So we all start to take on the same nature. Once we all start taking on that nature, my dad used to look at Ted and say, there's nobody else on this planet like Ted. Then he walked into Winner's Church. <laughs> you, you, know, you know what my dad couldn't understand about Ted? How could somebody be so giving? How could someone have so much joy? How, how could someone love me and they don't even know me? You know, my dad used to tell me about Ted. Well, he, he likes me because of you. But then when Ted would show up when I wasn't 
there. And he'd call him when I wasn't on the other end of the phone. And <laughs> we started inviting Ted over, and Ted would come over when I wouldn't show up. He started thinking different. You know what he thinks about y'all? Y'all love him because he's my dad. But but y'all show every all the time. All the see that's 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 what I'm that's what I'm talking about. We can't we can't let people with wrong ideas change us. We have to let God transform us and bring transformation to them through us. Amen. All right, I'm gonna quit with that. Any other questions? You guys have any other questions? I know we didn't get to get way way uh, too much farther, but. Uh, this help anybody here today? Oh, yeah. Praise the Lord. Boy, we got a bunch of Jesus freaks around here. That's what we got. Oh, yeah. bunch, of ah. bunch of Jesus lovers. <laughs> Praise God. Praise God. Listen, I'm agreeing with you that every financial burden is going to be removed and every financial yoke is going to be destroyed because of the anointing. The anointing that works in you and the anointing that manifests upon you in the name of Jesus. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Lord, you made me aware of the fact that the enemy would come against your people financially in this hour. Uh, that the world would not play friendly with them. And that the enemy would attempt to abort uh, what, you were, what you were impregnating them with. In the spirit, in the name of Jesus. And Father, I thank you that in the name of Jesus, your people are not going to miscarry what you placed within them and what you have placed upon them in Jesus' name. Their vine will not cast its fruit in the field before its time in the name of Jesus. But Lord, the fruit uh, will abound in their lives and will come to fruition. God, they have sown, and because they have sown in the name of Jesus, there shall come a harvest. They shall reap a harvest from the seeds that they have sown. And we declare that no matter what the economy looks like, we declare, God, that no matter what inflation looks like, we, we thank you, Father, that we, although we're in this world, we are not of this world. Even though we're citizens of the United States of America, Lord, we have a higher citizenship in your kingdom. Glory to God. And, Father, we declare in the name of Jesus that uh, the rules of this world system do not apply to us, but the rules of your word. And the promises, God, that you have made us, those are the things that we live and trust and apply uh, to our lives in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. So, Father, I thank you. I thank you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Lord, I thank you that Ted is not tired, that he's not weak. Lord, I thank you that Ted is strong in the name of Jesus. That he has energy and strength. Lord, I thank you that as the days go by, he's losing more and more weight. Yeah. And his body is coming more and more into line with what it needs to be aligned with in order to live a long and enduring life. Oh, yeah. And God, I thank you that when he's 100 years old, the people still going to be handing him thousands of dollars every week. 
in the name of Jesus. Lord, I thank you for it. I praise you, Father, that you're giving him ideas, that you're showing him your way in the name of Jesus. And, Lord, he's going to continue to abound in everything, Lord, uh, that he puts his hand to for your glory in the name of Jesus. God, I, I thank you that Nikki and Lewis are breaking out on the left and on the right in Jesus' name. I thank you, Father. Lord, I thank you that your wisdom and your understanding, Lord, that your vision, is being stirred up in them in the name of Jesus. Lord, that they are seeing with spiritual eyes and hearing with spiritual ears. And that every step that they take is a step of faith, Lord. They're not stepping uh, God in their own strength, in their own ability, in their own might. Lord, that they're not trusting themselves as the source, but Lord, they are trusting you as the source of everything that they have need of according to your riches and glory in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Father, that your wisdom is abounding in the tally house in Jesus' name. I thank you, Father, that they are flourishing and, and, and abounding in all, Lord, that they set their hands to because you're with them God because you're with them in the name of Jesus Lord you're not basing what you're doing for them on how they perform Lord you're basing what you're doing for them on what you said God if you said it you'll do it if you spoke it you'll bring it to pass in the name of Jesus God I pray that over everyone here tonight in the name of Jesus on the left and the right they're all breaking out they're going up higher God tonight there is no doubt. Glory to God. In the name of Jesus. Lord, we're relying and trusting in you. And God, we thank you today. With all of our hearts, we thank you, Lord. That you're working, you're working, you're working. Even when we don't see it, you're working. Even when we don't feel it, you're working. Lord, you never stop working. You never stop working. You never stop working. Ha ha, you never stop working. We thank you for it, Father, in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Father. Glory to God. Hallelujah. 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 Andrea, Raphael, I see the Lord opening up doors for y'all. You will not feel less than. <laughs> You know, we used to get those symbols when we was in math, less than and greater than. I, I hear the Lord saying he's taken away y'all's less than. And, and God says he's going to show you that you're greater than. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I thank you, Father, that, uh, that you're transforming not only 
of the image that people see, but Lord, the image that they have seen. I hear God saying that uh, in the coming months when you look in the mirror, you're not going to appear to yourself to be the same as you perceived yourself in another time and in another season. In fact, I, I hear the Lord saying that most of what he's done in your lives over the past six or eight months has had to do with your identity and how you identify. And I hear the Lord saying that you're about to identify with a whole different idea and a whole different mindset than what you've had in the past in the name of Jesus. So, Lord, I thank you. I thank you, Lord, that you are that you are broadening their perception and broadening their perspective, Lord, to see things not just as they see them or as others see them, but God, that they're getting a revelation of who you've created them to be in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Father, for open doors. I thank you, Lord, for supernatural opportunities in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Father, for uh, things to change rapidly, to happen quickly in the name of Jesus. Lord, I thank you that they are, uh, that they are moving uh, with you and they are moving, Lord. Uh, it, it's not hard for them to move, but God, it's easy for them to move in the name of Jesus. It's easy for them to maneuver and to, and, 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 and to follow you, Lord, in this season in the name of Jesus. I thank you for it, Father. I thank you, Lord. I release that for Brandon, God, in the name of Jesus. I release that for Don, Lord, for Lynn, in the name of Jesus, for Cherie, for Talisha, Menesa, for Rachel, Jack, God, I, I release it for Ralph, Lord, for Joe, for Jess. I thank you, Father, that you're, whoo, helebrusa, dorojedene morosobo, shene no caradora bangeleje, barasoboren de dechikiata, orondrono no mosederiande, meregulek sekele caradrici, reketene, horosobonde, marasobongeleje. You know what I hear the Lord tell me, tell y'all, Joe and Jess? I hear the Lord saying, it's going to look like there's a fight ahead of you. But God says, God says, as y'all prepare for battle, uh, he says, when you get to the place where you're going to engage the enemy, you're going to find that the enemy has already picked up all of his junk and left in the name of Jesus. The enemy won't even be there to put up a fight because the Lord says, I'm going. In fact, the Lord tell me to tell y'all this. He says, that there are many battles that you shall face in the days to come. But the Lord wants you to know this. God has already strategized, made a plan, and sent the angels ahead of you to fight the battle. The Lord says you won't have to lift a finger. God says to fight. Now, now you will not have to lift, lift that one finger to fight in any of these battles, because the Lord's going to go before you. He's going to fight your battle, God says, and he's going to give you the victory in the name of Jesus. I hear God saying that you're, you're going to enter into such a favorable place that uh, you're going to be like, I expected this to be a little harder, a little more challenging. In fact, you're going, to, you're going to feel ripped off. You're going to feel like, Lord, we were looking forward to the challenge. We were looking forward to the fight.
Uh, we, were, we were into this thing, God. And, and the Lord's going to be like, no, nah, you know, uh, uh, th th this, these battles have been won already in a previous season. Uh, Y'all are just going to rejoice in this, uh, in this hour. In the name of Jesus, I loose it to you. Tyler, Ayla, Colasa, Enemasa, Joe, Jess, Kelesebea, Michael, Twyla, Koro Sabana, in the name of Jesus, Mary Ann, Menesongrono, Haha, Shededoriatsa, Orondono Moshea, we rejoice, we rejoice, we rejoice, we thank you, Lord, thank you, Father, hallelujah, our houses are paid for in the name of Jesus. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Our debts are paid off. We're obligated to no man. We're not going to owe any man anything but to love him in the name of Jesus. Just like your word says. I thank you, Father, that the curse of debt is being broken off of this people in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Father, that uh, loans are being paid off. That credit cards are being paid off. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, that cars are being paid off. In the name of Jesus. That provision is abounding towards your people. In Jesus' name. I thank you for it, Lord. I thank you for it, Father. Lebrosa. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, El Shaddai. Thank you for more than enough. Thank you for more than enough. Lord, we thank you that you are our Jehovah Jireh. You are our provider in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Glory to God. Amen. Thank God. Thank God. Hallelujah. Erebrosoyo. Tom Ronde de Maradruchea, Dobre Sekeje Gelegere Sekejere Bengelejea, Torio Sapangala Jagara Barra Sabongelede, Tea Coresa Kelegeleje, Tune Marasa Bengeleje Gigiata, Toretan and Monsiata. Amen. Thank God. Well, glory to God. That was awesome. Amen. 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 Now let me now, now say this with me. Say, I agree. With my, father in heaven. with my Father in heaven. I don't have to worry, have to worry about, this life. about this life. Because he saw, because he saw a, long a long time ago everything that I would need. That I would and, up and up to this point, he has supplied, he has supplied everything, everything I, have needed. I have needed. So he will not fail. To continue to supply everything I need. I'm moving beyond believing for what I need. I'm going to begin to believe for above, for extra, for beyond, for more than enough. In the name of Jesus. So, Lord, I agree with you. I agree with your word. I will seek you first. I will seek your kingdom first. I will seek your righteousness first. And everything else will be added unto me. In Jesus' name. Now let's shout for one more minute about it. Glory. Hallelujah. Glory.
Thank God. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God. More than enough. More than enough. That's what we're believing for. Menacer. Yeah, amen. This ain't about materialism. We love Jesus. We don't love money. We love him. We love Jesus. We don't love money. We're never going to love money. We're never going to love money, but you know what we're going to do? We're going to use it. We're going to use it to destroy the works of the devil. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Boy, you know the devil don't want none of y'all's faces on no billboard in this city. The devil don't want people looking at y'all in this city. He don't want nobody seeing nothing about Winner's Church. But you know what? Glory to God. I don't know about y'all, but Satan ain't in charge of my future. Amen. Glory to God. All right, then. Praise the Lord. Listen, let's go in his presence. Before you leave out of here, love someone because you do. Uh, don't forget Friday night outreach in Bricktown. Uh, if you're going to participate in that, um, set your hearts to pray in that direction. And then Sunday, we will continue on about uh, discerning uh, the Spirit and uh, following the leading of the Holy Ghost, uh, discerning the difference between what be God and what not be God. 